One of, if not the most frustrating parts of owning and running a business is the constant battle of getting employees to comply, follow important processes, and get on board with company goals and initiatives. Why is it so hard to get buy-in? Based on my experience, what feels like reluctance for our employees really comes down to only six things. This is part two of a four-part series where we'll cover all six reasons, and more importantly, what to do about each one. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So I had a conversation with a business owner uh, about a week ago, and this particular business owner owns a plumbing business, and he was talking about how he was really battling with one of his employees who just had kind of a sloppy truck, like just kept things a mess. And, you know, in that particular industry, along with a lot of other contracting industries, uh, electricians and roofers and, you know, plumbers are no no exception either. Getting folks to keep their vehicles clean is a challenge sometimes. Getting them to turn their paperwork in on time, getting them to replenish their parts is a challenge. Getting them to clock in and out for lunch sometimes is a challenge. These things are, are, you know, nonstop conversations, it seems like. And then and the sloppy truck one, again, is not, it's not anything uh, to that particular industry. A lot of folks uh, face this kind of issue. So as we were going through the, my process with them on, you know, managing folks and like how to, how to solve this problem, uh, we talked last week about the number one reason people don't do things is because they don't know what the goal is. In this case, the plumber did know what the goal was. The goal was to keep the truck clean. They had, they had kind of gone through that. The, the thing that the plumber struggled with here was understanding why. Why does this matter? Why do I need to keep my truck clean? And the business owner knows that this is how the customer evaluates your competence. They don't know plumbing. The customer does not know plumbing, so they will trust your knowledge. They will trust, they will, they will trust their own knowledge to assess your competence. Um, meaning they will not try to figure out if you're doing the plumbing right because they assume that you know that better than them. They will base their assessment on your skills on what they can trust within themselves, what they can see with their own eyes. So there's kind of this belief of how you do anything is how you do everything. So if I don't understand the technical work that you're doing, but I do understand what a sloppy truck looks like versus a clean truck, and I kind of have this underlying belief, as most of us do, that how you do anything is how you do everything, if your truck looks like that, that's kind of how I assess that you're going to be performing the work in my in my house. So that was the compelling why that the plumber did not understand. When I asked the business owner, do you think that they understand this? Their answer was no, probably not. So that's where we got to focus our attention. The why for the plumber to keep the truck clean was I don't want to deal with my boss if I don't. I don't want to get I don't want to get my butt chewed out tomorrow if I roll in with a a, a, a crummy truck you know, crummy looking truck, but that will quickly be pushed to the side when it's five o'clock and I want to go home. 
I'll deal with that tomorrow if I'm the plumber. I'm not going to worry about tonight. I'm not going to worry about cleaning my truck tonight. Maybe the boss will be late tomorrow and I won't have to worry about it. That's the kind of thing that happens when they don't understand the compelling why. Another example, I was working with a legal firm a few months ago, and they were struggling to have employee one particular employee follow their kind of paperwork intake process. So when they work with a new client, they have a process they follow, checklists, and you know, they're, they're lawyers, so they got lots of checklists and lots of procedures and stuff like that on how they do things. There was one particular employee who was having a hard time following their process on checking things in. There's a very particular way they want that done. So again, we talk, talk to them, but do they understand what the goal is? Yes, they understand what the goal is, okay? Do they understand why this matters? Well, what do you mean? Well, do they understand that, you know, like you know that when your clients come into your office to drop things off, they're scared, they're nervous, they're anxious. This is not a pleasant experience for them in most cases. If you're dealing with a lawyer, it means something pretty nasty is going on in your life. And this is the why. Part of the why behind this process was to put the client at ease. So the business owner said, well, no, I don't, I don't think that they couldn't. The employee could not probably articulate the why. They probably don't know that's what the, the real purpose of this is, is to help put these people at ease. They just think it's the process I want followed. Um, and, and in which case it comes, you know, without the why, it just comes down to if this particular employee is the kind of employee or the kind of person who tends to follow rules or not. So in my experience, the second most common reason people do not follow the rules, do not follow processes, do not get on board with ideas, don't buy into initiatives and, and strategies and things like that, is they don't understand why it matters. And one of the things I find that's you know, peculiar, I guess I'll say, is that we, we as business owners and managers and leaders, we kind of skip this until we're at the point where we're begging or pleading or threatening like, hey, you better do this or else. Oh, and by the way, here's why it really matters. I find that we don't generally do this at the time we're educating and training. And again, we may think we're saving time in training by skipping the explanation. Maybe we somehow in our mind have convinced ourselves that we saved this three minutes of explaining what, why, the, why we have to do this, what the purpose of this thing is, that we're saving lots of money. But I would argue that the, the amount of time and money we invest later Begging, threatening, uh, forcing, you know, chastising, whatever you're having to do to get compliance, I would argue that time is is you know ten or a hundred or two hundred or a thousand fold more than the three to five minutes or maybe fifteen minutes it would take to explain why something matters right up front. So in my mind, my training and education goes like this: the first thing I do is explain what the goal is. We, we talked about that last week. If you if you haven't listened to that episode, then go back to episode fifty eight, I guess it is, and and take a listen to that. The first thing we do is what is the goal, and the second thing is why does this matter? Why does achieving that goal matter? Why does following this process matter? Why does this initiative matter? Why does any of this the, the stuff we're talking about today, what whatever our topic is with our team, whether it's taking in paperwork or keeping the truck clean, or turning in paperwork on time, or getting a bid in on time, or or you know, getting whatever it is. It doesn't matter. What is the goal, and why does it matter? Those are the two things we should cover before we get into the actual how. But again, we tend to skip that, and I'm not 100% sure why we do that, but we do. I'm guessing it comes down to, for many folks, I think that you know, long meetings are a waste of time, and I get that. Some long meetings are a waste of time. Uh, some short meetings are a waste of time, too, though. If we if we skip the uh, if we skip the what we're trying to accomplish what the goal is and why this matters 
we're going to be spending a whole lot more time, you know, explaining this stuff later on if we just get out in front of it right away. Another thing I find is sometimes the business owner doesn't really know why this matters to them. They just know it, they just know it annoys them when it's not done. And again, we can't, in my mind, have any reasonable hope that people are going to change their behavior and really get on board with something if they don't know why it matters. So if we, if you're in a situation where you can't really put your finger on, uh, you know, what the compelling reason is that they want to, they should want to do this, then that's something we're going to have to figure out. We have to come to an understanding, um, or we have to, you know, either understand or develop a more compelling why than I told you so, or that's just the way it is. Or if you want to work here, this is what we do. Or because I don't want to look at your truck that way. Those are not compelling reasons. Those are reasons. There's no question. But they're not compelling. They're just not enough to get people to change their behavior, period. I'm sorry. They're not. Now, if this, if we were in a situation where we had 15% unemployment, those probably would be enough compelling enough reasons. That's not our world today. you know, And it won't be again for another few years probably. Or if ever. I don't know. But my point is, we can argue about how they should just do this stuff because we said so. Okay. Or we can acknowledge that if we give them a compelling reason to change their behavior, they're more likely to do that. So if we can't articulate or if they can't articulate why something matters, we immediately know there's no compelling reason for them to do this if any kind of objection comes up. An objection could be, like I mentioned earlier, uh, maybe the boss will be there tomorrow and I don't have to worry about it. Or it's uh, it's almost lunchtime and I'd rather leave at 12 o'clock for lunch and make sure this process of taking the client's paperwork in at the lawyer's office is followed pro- precisely. I don't want to be late to meet my boyfriend for lunch. That's a compelling reason. <laughs> That's more compelling in this case, maybe than, than making sure the process we've outlined for them is followed step by step. Without a compelling reason to act differently, people will generally take the path, path of least resistance. And it doesn't matter how angry you got about something 16 days ago. This moment, as they're facing the choice of do I do the, the process the way the boss wants me to or do I take the easier path, they will do whatever is easy for them unless they have a compelling reason to do otherwise. So we're only shortchanging ourselves by skipping this exp- explanation of the compelling reason. And I don't mean to sound like all these people are like super selfish. Uh, understanding that a person is in a very uh, anxious state of mind and is scared and fearful and things like that when they when they come to a lawyer's office to drop paperwork off, I think most people kind of get that. And they go, you know what? I don't want people to feel like that. that I'm not. I'm not suggesting these people are selfish or or unable or unwilling to to care about somebody else. I think just the opposite. I think if we give them a reason to care, they will. I think that if you explain to them, hey, the reason we're so particular about this process is because we wanted this person to feel at ease when they leave here. We don't feel feel more calm they left than what they did when they came in. One of the ways we can do that, we don't have a lot of control over this, but one of the ways we do have control is by making sure we've expressed to them that everything's taken care of. Don't worry, it's going to be fine. And we can do that after we get all the paperwork in or whatever, whatever it is, right? So, um, again, I don't want to sound like I'm being super negative on people, just the opposite. Let's give them a reason to care. Let's give them a reason to want to do this. And that's my goal through all this stuff of training and educating employees. My goal is to want them, my goal is for them to want to do this thing, not for me to have to force it. And if I want them to want to do this thing, I have to give them a reason to want it to happen. That's, that's my responsibility. If I'm not willing to do that, then, then you know, what, what, what kind of uh, result can I expect, right? So let me take you a quick moment here and tell you about um, a, a webinar I just did. I just recorded it. It's available for you at no charge. Again, I've talked about this for a couple of weeks now, and I'm going to mention it for another week or two until it's not available anymore. 
if you're like nearly all business owners I work with, you're frustrated that you can't hire any talented people right now. Uh, some people are just like, I just need somebody. Doesn't have to be super talented. Just give me somebody. Uh, hopefully that's not your situation. Hopefully you're 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 a little more particular than that still. Um, point is, this webinar is primarily for business owners in service industries who are struggling to find applicants or prospective employees. During this webinar, which lasts about an hour, you're going to learn the number one way employers generally t- tend to work against human nature when they're writing and placing their ads. The five questions you must answer in every ad if you want applicants to respond. And the number one obstacle that prohibits applicants from acting right away. And here's the thing. I know many people are reluctant to go to these free webinars because you're worried about the sales pitch at the end. There was one, but the enrollment period is that for that has passed. So you don't have to worry about it anymore. There's no uh, sales pitch for you to dodge anymore. Our next open enrollment is not until June. So um, it is mentioned on the webinar, but it's, it's we're past the deadline. So there's nothing there's nothing for you to do there except for taking the free information. And, and I hope, hope it helps you. Um, I promise you this will change the way you write your ads. I promise you if you follow this, you'll get the same kind of results as the people who literally in some cases went from not being able to hire anybody in two years to six weeks later having to turn the ad off because they couldn't hire any more people. I mean, it was that dramatic of a change. And uh, that's that's certainly possible for you. So go check it out. It's an hour. Um, if you only get three or four pointers out of it, it's totally worth your time. If you're, if you're needing to hire people right now, which again, is the number one problem most people have, go check it out. Freehiringwebinar.com. Again, freehiringwebinar.com. So, we got to remember whenever we're educating and training our team, before we get to the how, before we get to the process we want to follow, before we get to get to the step-by-step instructions, first thing we talked about last week is what's the goal? What are we trying to accomplish? You would not go about saying you're going to cut your carbs to 15 or 20 carbs a day without first saying, I'm going to lose some weight. You just wouldn't do it that way. That's not human nature. People are the same way. So we got to first tell them the goal. Then we got to tell them why this matters. Why are we doing this? We have to develop a compelling why. And in previous pop, uh, previous episodes of this podcast, we've gone over some very useful tools that I hope you implement to do just that, to, to help figure out that compelling why. And again, this is the second most common reason people do not get on board with things is they don't know why it matters. Usually we don't get into this until we're at the point where we're begging or pleading or threatening. And by then we've already, I mean, how many hours of our lives are wasted already kind of, you know, thrown, thrown our hands up because people are not on board? Or how many customer complaints have we gotten? Or how many... Missed opportunities that we not closed on or whatever it is. Give them a compelling reason besides I told you so. That's not a good compelling reason. That's Because that's how we do it here. That's not a compelling reason. People are going to choose the path of least resistance unless you give them a reason not to. I'm sorry. I wish we op- I wish we all operated differently. We don't. This is how we operate. This is how we're human. This is how we all do it. So we may think we're saving time by skipping the explanation, but I would argue it costs us much more time in the long run and again, I can't stress this enough. This will be the second thing we covered before we get to how we're going to do something or what the process is. Here's why it matters. And again, I have to get it so that they can explain it back to me. I don't, it doesn't matter how well I explain it to them. It matters how well they explain it back to me. Uh, if we don't know other than it just annoys us when it's not done, why we want this done, then we can't have any reasonable hope that they're going to change their behavior. If I if I can't articulate what my why is for this to happen, they certainly aren't going to be able to. And again, it's not as important that I can do it as that they can do it. So we got to explain what we're trying to accomplish and why it matters. And then ask them, can you tell me back what you heard? Like, what do you think? What? Do, why do you think this matters? What are the consequences if we don't do it right? What, what are the successes we're going to see if we do it right? Those are the kinds of questions I need to be asking before I get to how we're going to do it. If I want them to buy in. 
Um, and again, I just, I, I can't, <laughs> I hate to just talk in circles, but I told you so is not a good reason. You know, and we we just kind of default to that subconsciously sometimes because we got five thousand things on our plate, we got a million other things to worry about. We don't want to take the time right the second to go through the the why. Uh, some people just have a problem having to explain themselves like that. Um, I would just argue that it, you know, listen, it's going to cost you so much more time in the long run if you don't give them a compelling reason up front. Again, for me, my goal is for them to want to do this, not to do it because they have to, not because I'm gonna get angry if they don't, or they're going to feel like they're going to be in trouble if they don't. That's not, in my mind, that's, that's, those are temporary wins. I want long-term wins. I want them to want to do this. So I got to give them a compelling reason if, I, if that's what I want. And I do. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, don't forget to go to freehiringwebinar.com to learn the exact strategies other business owners implemented to find talented people after struggling themselves for so long. Again, like I always say, please, if you haven't um, share this podcast with a friend or colleague who's a business owner in the service industry, Give us a rating review for those of you who have already. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, that's it for this week. And I'll see you all next week.